0: Matthew chapter 13 and reading a few verses of scripture here this morning. Uh, there's many parables in this particular chapter of Matthew this morning that you'll, we're going to see here in a few moments and uh, with the Lord's help, amen, God will give us understanding uh, and He'll give us direction, speak to us through His Word today. Um, the book of Matthew Uh, Chapter 13, verse number one, it says the same day when Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside and great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into his ship and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore on the shore and he spake many things unto them in parables saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow and when he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell among stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun was up they were scorched, and because they had no root they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, and other but other fell into good ground, and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold some 60-fold, some 30-fold. And then the words of Jesus, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, verse number 10, we'll read a couple of more scriptures. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not... Given, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Amen. God wants to reveal His word to us this morning, if we allow Him to speak to our hearts. Amen. God would speak to us today and wants to give us understanding so that we can face life, Amen, with uh, with with proper understanding, the proper mindset of what's happening in our world uh, and what is. Uh, going on in the spiritual and the supernatural realm as we approach the things of God. Lord, we thank You for Your Word today. We ask You that You would speak to our hearts. God, we pray that You would enlighten, God, our understanding. God, give us a a heart to receive Your Word, God. God, give us ears to hear and understand Your Word. God, I pray You would give us eyes to see, Lord. Eyes to see You, Lord, in the hand of God working in our lives today. God, I pray, Lord, that uh, as we deliver Your Word on this Sunday morning, God, that not only would there be revelation and understanding today, God, but that there would be healing that would take place, God, at the, at the spoken Word of God here this morning. For the Word declares, Lord, That you spoke your word and it brought healing to people, Lord. God, I pray that your word would bring healing today. That your word would bring understanding today. That your word would bring revelation today. God, I pray all of this in Jesus' name. And will not fail to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name. You can be seated for a few moments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The uh, one of the more beautiful passages of Scripture. Uh, I, I love this uh, parable of the Bible, and simply what a parable is is it is Jesus teaching a principle or a concept in story form, with there being a lot of symbolic meaning behind the words uh, and the examples used in the parable or the story, in the intent of the Lord. The disciples asked Him in verse number 10, Why are you speaking in parables? Why are you speaking uh, in this hard to understand storyline or language? We don't understand the meaning of it. And He said, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. In other words, those that really seeking to know God, those that are really seeking to find God, are going to be the ones that catch what the preacher's preaching this morning or what Jesus is talking about. In the scriptures, but to those that don't really have, uh, don't really seem to care about the things of God, God does not want to, uh, uh, so to speak, cast His pearls before swine. Amen. God wants to reach the hungry and the thirsty, and not just those that approach the things of God haphazardly, and those that just approach the things of God carelessly or without any real purpose or intent or passion to know God. But to those, Amen in this place this morning that are really hungry that have come with a desire and a hunger and a thirst in your soul that say I want to understand the mind of God I want, to, I want to know what God has in store for my life to those that come to the house of God this morning with the intent I've got to touch Him I've got to receive something from God those are the ones this morning that are going to walk away with understanding with revelation with strength and with healing today it's going to be those that approach the things of God with purpose and intent and with have a burden and a desire to touch God and to know God. And there's a real need in your life. And so to those that have come to this place this morning and you've got a need in your life, amen, the words of the old songwriter is you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. God wants to enlighten our understanding. God wants to bring healing. He wants to bring direction this morning. It will allow him to. And so Jesus begins in Matthew chapter thirteen, telling the first of seven parables in this particular chapter of the Bible. Jesus would go on to tell about the wheat and the tares. Uh, He would go on to tell about the mustard seed. He'd go on to tell about the the leavened meal. He'd go on to talk about the treasure in a field and the pearl of great price and a net for every kind of person out there. But he starts out this passage of scripture talking about the sower went forth to sow. Amen. The sower went forth to sow. And the Bible says he sowed and some seeds fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured them up. Amen. I'm going to preach your word this on, on this Sunday morning. I'm going to begin to put seed into your life. And I'm going to plant some seed into your hearts and into your minds. And the, the word of God will go forth. And some seed in this morning will fall by the wayside. Amen. There will be people, amen, that hear the word of God come into their hearts, into their lives. And just like the enemy is, and just like the enemy does... As he comes along after the seed of God has been planted in your heart. And he snatches it away. And he steals what God's spoken to your life. And it's happened many, many times throughout the scriptures and throughout the pages of history. There is another passage of scripture in the book of Genesis. Amen. talks about the man Abraham. How he offered up a sacrifice unto God. And the Bible says the, that when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham had to drive them away. And there is a, uh, there is a theme in the Bible when you uh, when God plants something into your life and the sea and the Word of God goes forth in your life, it's up to you, amen, to fight off the fowls of the air and say, you're not going to steal what God spoke into my life. Uh, amen. Perhaps you come on a Sunday morning and you hear the Word of God preached and then you go home to your respective houses and neighborhoods uh, And others that you share the word of God would say, well, the preacher didn't really say that. He didn't really mean that God can't really perform that miracle in your life. And that, 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 that spokesman of doubt begins to come into your ears and tries to snatch the seed away that God has spoken to your life. Amen, but I'm going to preach it anyhow on this Sunday morning that God has a word for somebody here today. And don't allow the enemy to take it away from you when you go home and your family, amen, they try to steal the joy, they try to steal the word that God spoke into your life. And you've got to fight off the fowls of the air. You've got to have your mind made up. I'm going to let the word of God bear forth fruit in my life. Amen. I remember hearing the testimony of my mother and father. Amen. As they came to God many years ago. And the family would come onto the scene and as soon as they came to God and say, well, you're not going to last. The, word, the preacher, that's not going to happen. You're, gonna, you're not going to make it. And, and all kinds of doubt and unbelief and, and distractions begin to come into their lives as the fowls of the air begin to try to come over that seed and begin to try to snatch up the seed. But you've got to realize, amen, when you go home on a Sunday afternoon and you've, after you've already heard the preacher preach, amen, and family begins to whisper in your ears or friends begin to whisper in your ears and say, you're a loser, you're never going to make it. And don't even stop trying, amen, there's no hope for you, and, but the word of God, amen, wants to be planted in your heart on this Sunday morning. Yes. The Word of God, if you allow it to work in your life, it will bring healing. It will bring understanding. It will bring direction. But you've got to protect the Word of God in your heart and in your life. Amen. The wicked one would come and try to steal the seed away. And the parable of the sower and the seed continues on. And it says, Some fell among stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Amen. It's so important as the Word of God goes forth on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening. Or on a Bible study on a Thursday night. It's so important that you allow the Word of God to take root in your heart. And it's not something that just goes in one ear and out the other. But it has to be something that you say, I'm going to put that down deep in my soul. Amen. That passage of Scripture that the preacher talked about. I'm going to take it home to my bedside. I'm going to break open the Bible. And I'm going to let that Word of God go ever deeper in my soul. And I'm going to search it out. And I'm going to meditate on the Word. And that Word will begin to go down deep in your soul. And if you don't allow the Word of God to go deep. If you don't allow roots to be planted in your life. Amen. There is a real problem in the church today. How people can come into the church. Amen. And so easily exit the church and never to come back. Amen. It's because they have never begun to really put down some roots. And never begin to apply the word of God to their lives. And say, God, that word that that man talked about today. God, it's got to get in my soul. That word's got to get down deep in my spirit. It's not enough to just tell me the preacher preach and yell and scream and see veins popping out of his neck. But you've got to take that word home and search it out and say, God, let it get some root in my soul. Let that word produce some roots in my soul. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A few weeks ago, amen, after allowing my front yard to get out of control and the rain came many a time, amen, those uh, little small weeds that were in my front yard began to take on the form of small bushes and they began to get rather large. And uh, we were busy and, you know, I didn't want to go out there. I was like, I'll just wait. You know, they're not going to grow that fast. But, you know, weeds are. Uh, they grow overnight, so after, after a while, I, won't, I don't even remember how long, uh, I determined, I'm going to just get out there and just start pulling weeds, and I didn't, I didn't really do the smart method, Brother Josh, of spraying with Roundup and then pulling, I decided to pull them while they were still living and growing, and, 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 and they were already taking root, and some of them were easy to pluck up, and others, uh, you know, I was hurting my back and my neck and my muscles back here, and I felt it for a week after because some of those weeds began to really get some roots that were almost as, as deep as they were tall, as the plants were tall. And it's a lot more difficult to pull out a weed if you've let it sit there for a while and it began to take root. It's a lot more difficult to pull something out of the ground when it's taking root. And it was, uh, you know, maybe it's a knock on my strength, but I had to use some tools to do the job. I couldn't, you know, do a Samson and and rip it out by the strength of the Lord. I had to get a shovel and and begin to, you know, I broke one shovel trying to get some weeds out that was pretty, uh, they had taken a lot of root. Uh, But there's something to be said about when you allow your life to go deep in God and you allow the word of God to take root in your life, no matter how hard the devil would try. No matter how hard family would try. No matter how hard other elements and forces against your life would try. Amen. It's, it's it's game over because you've got some roots that go way down deep. Amen. And it's holding you. It's anchoring you. And when the winds and the storm and the rains come and blow upon your life. Amen. They will not blow you over because you've allowed the word of God to produce root in your life. And I want to preach to a church on a Sunday morning. If you allow the Word of God to work in your life, it will produce some roots in your life that will go so deep that no devil in hell can take you off course. That no devil in hell can uproot you because the Word of God got to work in your life. The Word of God began to produce things in your life. And that is the intention of the Almighty God this Sunday morning. Amen, that there would be people. Amen, that would begin to put down some roots and say, I'm going to go deep in God. I'm going to allow the roots in my life to reach. Amen, that, under, that underground water channel. Amen, that life source, that water of supply. I'm going to allow roots to go deep in my life. I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to allow the, the things I heard on a Thursday night Bible study or a Wednesday night prayer in the Word amen, to get in my soul, to get on the inside of me. Yes. It's not enough Praise to just come in here and preach. Amen. You've got to get it in your heart. You've got to say, with that passage of Scripture, the pastor preached this morning. I'm going to study it. I'm going to take time out of the things I'm planning on doing for my Sunday afternoon or my Monday evening or my lunchtime on Tuesday. And I'm going to study the Word. I'm going to let that Word get down deep in my heart. The third element in this parable of, this, of the sower that went forth to sow, amen, the Bible talks about uh, that it says, some fell among thorns and the thorns sprung up and choked them. The sower went forth to sow the seed and some seed fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked the life out of those, uh, out of that thing that was planted. And I want you to be aware on this Sunday morning that God will begin to work in your life. And will begin to produce beautiful things in your life. And you've got to be aware. You've got to be mindful of the fact that there's going to be the cares of this life that are going to spring up. And they're going to try and choke the life out of you. Amen, there's going to be things that's going to spring up in your life and perhaps you've come come to God and you reach out to God and you're at the lowest point of your life. And it seems like all hell's come against you and you come to church and God begins to turn things around and suddenly God blesses you with a job, with a family and a bright, bright future. And it seems everything's going wonderful and everything's going great. Amen, but you allow that new car or that new house or or the new job to take you out of church and to to rob you of your faithfulness to the things of God. And the thorns of life begin to spring up in your life and begin to choke the life out of you. And you've got to be aware, amen, that that God has a plan, amen. God's Word wants to work in your life. But it's so important that you realize, amen, that the thorns of life are going to spring up and try to choke the life out of you, amen. But it's up to you to realize I'm going to sever some things in my life. I'm going to remember the word of that preacher and when the cares of life spring up in my life and the preacher's preaching and the cares of life are trying to choke out the word and the distractions of yesterday are trying to choke the word, I'm going to realize I've got to sever some of the cares of this world. Amen. I've got to sever some relationships. I've got to cut some things off so that the word of God can grow in my life. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 The writer records the words of Jesus. Giving us all these different scenarios of the sower that went forth to sow. Some seed fell by the wayside. And others came along. The birds of the air came and stole up the seed. Some seed fell among stony places where there was no, there was no earth. And they may have sprung up overnight. But the, the storms and the trials, persecutions came upon their lives. And because they had no root, they withered away. And the third element that we just talked about was some seed, amen, fell among thorns. And the thorns, amen, sprung up and choked the life out of that seed that the sower had planted. But there's a fourth, amen, scenario in the parable of the sower that went forth to sow. And it is this, that others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit some 100 fold, some 60 fold, some 30 fold. Amen. I'm, my prayer today is that as the Word of God is preached, that it would fall on the ears and the hearts of those that are truly hungry. Those that are truly desirous to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To understand the Word of God. And to those that approach the Word of God, the preached Word of God with you intent. I want to understand what it's saying. Amen. It sounds amen, like a mystery. But if God will open my ears, if God will open my eyes, God, maybe I can understand. Maybe, God, I can understand your ways. There has to be intent when you approach the things of God. There has to be desire. There has to be hunger that says, God, show me your glory. Show me your ways, God. Show it to me. But if you approach the things of God haphazardly, thinking, "Well, whatever happens, that's all right," you're not going to get what you need from God. But to those that are actively reaching out to God, saying, "God, I've got to have something. God, I've got to have a word. God, I've got to have direction." That is why the story uh, goes in the in the New Testament of Blind Bartimaeus. Amen. That man that had no eyesight. To, Amen. The man that couldn't see. The man that everybody looked down upon and wore a specific garment that identified as blindness. That is why blind Bartimaeus, amen, began to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And did blind Bartimaeus get what he needed? Yes, because he had that desire, that intent. God, I've got to have something. God, I've got to have a word. God, I've got to have my healing. I've got to have my miracle. God, I've got to have the touch of God on my life. Blind Bartimaeus found that out that the hungry get fed, the thirsty find drink in the kingdom of God. The sower that went forth to sow. That's a very powerful parable in the Word of God. Jesus would continue his. Uh, His discourse in Matthew chapter 13. Moving on to the next parable. Moving from the sower that went forth to sow. Amen. Now beginning to talk about the wheat and the tares. Amen. As he would continue on talking uh, in verse number 24. That the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed seed in his field. But while men slept the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. What does all of this mean? It's not some riddle, but it is a parable. It's not a riddle, it is a parable. And it is meant to speak in symbolic terms of the kingdom of God and the uh, characteristics and, and the, uh, the dynamics that are at play in the kingdom of God. So that those that are really hungry can say, "Well, that interests me. That there's something about that story that resonates with my soul. I want to know what that means." And that hunger, that wells up, that that thirst, that desire that wells up, God responds. All right, there's a hungry one. There's somebody that desires. There's somebody that that wants it. The other ones that listened to Jesus tell his parables on that day, no doubt, said, "Well, they maybe they clapped and maybe put a little money in the." In the hat on the floor, and walked away. That was a neat story. I was entertained. That was cool. Wow, what a great speaker. Others said, Wow, there's something more that's not, he's not telling me. I want to know more. Yeah. There's something more. There's something more in, to this Bible than, than what everybody else has just mentioned and talked about. There's something more to the Word of God than just a cute story. But I, I believe that there could be real life application. Yes. If only the master will open my eye, my eyes, and my understanding, and open my ears to hear. And those ones that approached the, the master on that day and said, "Tell us the meaning of these parables," Jesus began to expound with more and more parables, and he began to tell the story of the wheat and the tares. How that, as the person, the farmer would go out and would sow wheat in the field. Amen. When he was sleeping or he got careless. Amen. Somebody else came along onto the scene and began to sow tears and began to sow. Uh, things that looked like the real thing, but they were false and they were fakes. And it, the application for us in this parable is that we would be on guard. Amen. We would be able to discern between the real and the false. And we would begin to uh, Amen, put on guard our spirit and our soul and say, I'm going to check what you're saying against the Word of God because I don't want to get off in a false doctrine. I don't want to believe what every preacher's talking about. I don't want to believe everything that happens but I've got to take it back to the book and say, does it line up with the word? I've got to be on guard. I've got to approach the word of God with due diligence. And I cannot allow carelessness to enter in. Where the harvest is there, here I am sleeping. God's word is preached and you're caught sleeping. God is moving in the earth and you're caught unawares. But to those that are watching, that are waiting, that are looking, it shows desire. Those that really want, Amen. I, I can't go to sleep. I can't take a break. I can't take a, a day off. I've got to seek his face. I've got to seek his face. That's why we talk about daily prayer around here. We talk about daily devotion, the Word of God, staying with your eyes fixed on Jesus. God help me to not get off course. Help me to not get careless. Help me to guard that which is so precious, that which is so valuable. Help me to protect this this most valuable, this pearl of great price. Jesus continues another parable. Perhaps this by this point in the in the discourse, Amen. People are they're just so puzzled. Their minds are so foggy that I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. He's doing all these parables and. And it sounds like, you know, Batman and Robin tell riddles, and, and I don't know, I'm lost. But he continues making a point. Hallelujah. And he tells another parable about a mustard seed. In verse number 31 The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, the smallest of all seeds which a man took. And sowed in this field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, when it reaches its full completion, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. The Bible tells us, do not despise the day of small things. Yes, there may not be a hundred people here this morning, but the seed of the Word of God is powerful. And if you allow the Word of God to work in your life, it will produce something that others will take refuge under and will take shelter under. And it will be something beautiful that others can admire and and enjoy. Amen. The, The fruits of your labor. Amen. So that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Amen. If you allow the Word of God to work in your life, this may not seem like something completely profound or something so radical or the world best kept secret. It may not sound like something so great and so explosive and so dynamic and powerful but it is simply a small word of God. It's simply a small word from God that if you allow it to work in your life, it will produce something great and powerful and beautiful that others will see, amen, your life and they'll say that's a beautiful tree that's allowed things to happen in its life to produce shame for others. To those under the sound of my voice on this Sunday morning, if you allow the word of God to work in your life. Amen. You allow that word of God to work in your life. It may seem small. It may seem insignificant to some. You may go home on a Sunday afternoon and tell somebody I went to church and it was so amazing to say, oh, that's sorry. That's weak. Oh, that's so small and significant. Tell me about the party you went to on Friday night. Tell me about all this stuff. That's, that's so small. But as time progresses and that seed begins to germinate in your heart and begins to be watered by the word and by prayer and daily devotion, suddenly that seed begins to take forth root. That small little mustard seed begins to take root. And it begins to, 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 uh, to come up out of the ground. and begins to blossom and bloom. And, and suddenly after, after a period of time of, uh, you uh, taking care of that plant, that seed, that, that tree in the ground, it begins to come a, a beautiful, large testimony of the power of God in a person's life. But do not despise the day of small things. Allow the, word, the seed, the Word of God, to work in your life. Hallelujah. Jesus continues on and talking about another parable. That the kingdom of heaven is like unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven or yeast, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. She thought she could hide it. But the Bible says that eventually that leaven, that little bit of leaven, began to work in that loaf. And it began to into that meal and it began to rise. And there was uh, a uh, visible, uh, it was very visible to others on the outside that that is where the leaven was hid. And you cannot hide, amen, what has been put into your life. Amen. Eventually, uh, if you begin to hide the Word of God in your heart, it's going to produce something. It's going to grow and, and others are going to see, oh, that's what happened. They just got the Word of God to work. And they just allowed the Word of God to work in their life. And they didn't just leave it at church on a Sunday morning. But they took it home. And they allowed the Word of God to work in their life. And suddenly they begin to rise. They begin to rise. And they begin to come up higher in God. Because the Word of God. Amen. Will work and make something beautiful. It will bring sustenance. Amen. That little bit of leaven. And that little bit of meal. Begin to produce a loaf of bread. Or its sustenance. For others, amen, to feast on. And if you allow the Word of God to work in your life on Sunday morning, amen, it will provide sustenance for your family. Others will see it and you cannot hide it. And it will be something that others, amen, will be nourished from the Word of God that simply got to work in your life. You think, well, that's beautiful. Beautiful. The word of God is powerful, but it's not just for you. It's so that the birds of the air, others in the world could take shelter on the branches of the tree and others could partake of that bread in your life. It's to produce things for others as well. There's another passage. There's another uh, section of this chapter as we continue on. And I'm doing so with the purpose. I know it's taking a little bit of time this morning. Uh, but bear with me as we go through the word of the Lord. On this Sunday morning. And the Bible talks about. Uh, another parable of. Uh, treasure in a field. In verse number 44. Again the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure. Hid in a field that when. That the which when a man hath found. He hideth. And for joy thereof goeth and selleth all. That he hath and buyeth that field. When you realize the value of the word of God it will give you a real understanding of what value is. When you see the word of God for all of it's worth suddenly your perspective of value changes. Case in point. When you get to heaven, if you make it to heaven, my prayers we all make it to heaven. When you Get to heaven. There's not gold in your pocket, Sister Lisa. The gold's on the street. You walk on the gold. That's realizing true value. The is not in the gold. Not in the money in the bank account. The value is, I'm with Him. I'm with Jesus. That's understanding true value. And the parable of this, in this particular verse number 44... When the man, amen, finds the treasure hidden in the field, he realizes the, the great value that is in that field, amen. And he sells everything else because this is the most valuable thing that I've experienced, that I've seen, that I've known in my life. And everything else up to this point is, has no value anymore. That's why the, the, the Apostle Paul could say, what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ, say doubtless, I count all things but lost. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. I've seen what value is. I understand. I I have an understanding of what true value is. Because that word of God. Amen. Has worked. Has moved in my life. Verse number 45. Again the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Who when he had found one pearl of great price. Went and sold all that he had and bought it. You come to church on Sunday morning and you think, well, I've traveled the world over. I've seen many great, beautiful things. I've experienced a lot of things in my lifetime. But the moment you come face to face with the pearl of great price, the moment that you come face to face, amen, with the, the, the experience of the Holy Ghost, the experience of, of water baptism, the experience of... of uh, of talking to God and being in his presence and feeling overwhelmed and the tears begin to come down. Amen. And people amen sometimes begin to shake in the power of the Holy Ghost. There they're seeing the peril of great price. They're seeing this is the thing that my soul has been hungry for. This is the thing I've been desiring. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know what it tasted like. But at last, I found. That which my soul desires. And nothing else is of real value. Except this pearl of great price. And when you see God in all of His splendor. And God in all of His glory. You realize. That stuff that I thought was so important. That I thought how could I ever give that up. Realize not even that important why am i squabbling over some small insignificant stuff why am i playing around why am i uh, allowing the devil to play with my emotions and i and i thought i couldn't live for god because of this and that and i had to give up this and had to give up that and i had to stop doing this and, and i had to stop going there when you see that pearl of great price when you see it and you say that's the thing that's what I've been looking for. That's the, that's the touch of God. That's the anointing. That's the presence. Amen. That's the thing that's going to fill the void in my soul. Amen. It will cause you to sell out everything. And live for God. And live for God. You give it all up. Because you understand what really has value. And the, four, the, the seventh and final parable of this scripture as I'm coming to a close. Jesus says in verse number 47, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind. There's a net that is going to go out into the sea. And it's going to catch fish of every kind. Verse number 48, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angel shall come forth and sever the wicked forth from among the the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. A net is going to be cast into the sea and is today. And it's going to gather every kind of people from every walk of life, from every part of the world. And God is going to make a distinction at the last and final day who are really His. And there's going to come, amen, Jesus Christ, the judge of all, He's going to judge the fruit on your tree. And see if it's the real thing. And when the Master walks in front of my life, And begins to examine the fruit on my tree. I pray that he sees something that has allowed the seed of the word of God to work in my life. Why don't we stand to our feet, amen, as the musicians come. This, the reason for letting you know and preaching this morning and even teaching about the parables in Matthew chapter 13 There is an overall intent of these seven parables in Matthew chapter 13. And it is as you study the the Hebrew dialect and you study uh, how the Jewish people communicate. There is a word for these seven parables. and It is called a chiasm. A chiasm is a writing style that uses a unique repetition pattern. For clarification and for emphasis simply put a chiasm a chiasm is a repetition of similar ideas in the reverse sequence the importance of the chiastic structure is found in its hidden emphasis i'm going to break it down a chiasm organizes themes much like a sandwich going to get real simple it's like a sandwich in that on the top there's a slice of bread maybe this is not how you make a sandwich but this is how we are for the sake of this illustration there's a slice of bread and then there's some mustard and then there's the meat and then there's the mustard and then there's the loaf of bread it's it's A B C C B A. Do you follow me? It's the meat is in the middle. He builds up the plot he builds up to the climactic point. At the middle, he makes the point of what all this is trying to convey to the, the listener, the hearer. And chiasm's generally focused on the flavorful meat. But the bread and the mustard are necessary for a complete sandwich. Some chiasms do not have mustard. Other chiasms have lettuce on both sides of the meat. And some just have one piece of delicious meat. This whole section of Matthew chapter 13 can be outlined as a chiasm. At the center of the chiasm is the most important point. The focus of the passage. And Numbers chapter 5, Numbers 5, 6, and 7 reveal the root problem and give us a progression. Progression because they had hard hearts they could not hear Jesus' words because they would not listen to his words they could not see who he was and they could not see that he was the Messiah therefore they could not see the kingdom that had come upon them and God wants to make a point on this Sunday morning. He's trying to prepare thee. He's trying to prepare thee under your understanding and give you a proper understanding and, and realization of his intent for your life. And God wants to tell somebody on this morning, Amen. Let him that has ears to hear, let him hear what this preacher is saying. Let him that has ears to hear, let him hear. Let Him hear. You've got to see Him. You've got to realize that God wants to allow, God wants to put His Word in your heart. God wants to get His Word down deep in your soul. And if you allow the Word of God to work in your life, you'll say, wow, I'm going to take that Word home. And I'm going to study it. I'm going to meditate upon it, I'm going to read it I'm going to allow that word to put down roots and when the fowls of the air come into my life, I'm going to fight them off with an eight, and I'm going to say you can't have this, this is what God gave me and, and, and family or friends begin to come into your life and say that didn't mean nothing that service was in vain and you fight off the fowls of the air and you say no that's a word from God I'm going to hear his word I'm going to see what God has for my life, I'm going to let God move in my life because I've approached it with intent and with purpose and with passionate hunger and I've seen that pearl of great price I've seen the thing that holds real value the things of this world they're not that valuable but alas the thing most valuable is am I right with God can I get into His presence on a Sunday morning Can I feel the touch of God on my life? Everything else pales in comparison to this one moment of this day when you come face to face with the God of heaven and He shows you a pearl of great price and He shows you that thing that your heart desires and longs for. Will you walk away and just throw money in the basket and say, well, it was a cool experience. Will you come to this front and say, God, I want some more. God, tell me what this preacher's preaching about. Is it for me today? Amen. Will you just stand back and just watch and observe? And will you say, God, I'm going to go toward you. God, I'm going to reach for more of you. I've seen that pearl of great price. I'm going to buy this field. I'm going to get it all for myself. I'm going to open up this altar for those that would like to come and see His face. Amen. And then those that would hear His Word and would understand, those that would see Jesus. Amen. That excerpt in the New Testament says, Sirs, we would see Jesus. Show us the Father. There's got to be that desire. There's got to be that intent that says, show me more. Show me more of God. Show me the Father. So as we would see Jesus, as we sing, as we worship Him, why don't you just step out from where you are and why don't you just lift up a hand to God
1: and just begin to reach out to Him and say, God, show me more of you. God to work in my life. I want that she has God to produce something great and mighty in my life. Oh, let's lift up our voices in pray. Thank yes. you. Thank <laughs> you.
0: but you can call in the that
1: Thank yeah. you. Your time as long as you like in the presence of the lord we do have refreshments prepared in the multi-purpose room
0: there's refreshments prepared whenever you guys are ready to stay in fellowship in a little while god bless you all thank you for coming